Hey everyone, just wanted to jump in real quick before we get started and apologize for the quality in this episode. It is a little bit rough uh, and it's a lot a bit rough and so we just wanted to apologize for that but we urge you to keep pressing through because we believe the content in this episode is still very, very good and so even though it doesn't sound great, we wanted to be able to post it. Plus, what you can do is you can go onto our website, graceorange.org slash church, and you can find a full transcript of this episode if you find different things that you can't quite understand and the audio cuts out. So we hope you can last through it and we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Ordinary Church. A discussion of God's extraordinary words for His ordinary ways. I'm Mr. Weber, and today I have Pastor Mike with me. How's it going, Mike? Going pretty well, Winston. Thank you. It's good to see you today, and I'm glad that we're dealing with the topic we're dealing with. We are uh, dealing today with gossip. That is a that is a spicy subject. That is one, if you will. It is. It's a hard one to tackle, and one that most Christians really don't like to talk about because they'd rather talk about other people behind their backs. That's right, and. I personally struggle a lot with gossip. I don't want to be a gossip. I don't want to be one who is seen as one backbiting or slandering another person or anything like that. And yet it seems so easy because it doesn't seem like one of those big damaging sins, you know, oh, well, talking about gossip and talking about slander is so it's not in the grand scheme of things. It's not that big of a deal, right? Right. And I think that's where we all struggle. I struggle with this. I think most Christians, if they're honest, they struggle with this. And gossip is one of the most serious unaddressed issues in the church. It's sneaky, it's subtle, and it is so, so sinister. The devil loves it when believers bite and devour one another. Mm. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. And so this is timely. It's timely for those who are caught in that web that they need to know there is hope in Christ, that you can be free from gossip. And it's timely for any who have been hurt by others' choices, that you can know there is healing in Christ for the injuries that you sustain because Christ died for our sins in our place and shed his blood for us. And Christ wants his church unified. Christ wants his church together on mission. And we really can't be if we're gossiping and slandering. That's right. So let's kind of set a trajectory for today. Let's set an agenda. I want to know what exactly is gossip. Is gossip really all that bad or is it kind of a, an acceptable sin, if you will? Uh, how do I know if I am simply making conversation or participating in gossip? And how do I know if I'm actually gossiping or simply trying to get advice on a different difficult situation? And what should I do if I hear gossip? So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. We want to really go at this and kind of have a full-fledged understanding of what gossip is, how to stay away from it, and what to do about it. So that's great. That's great. Let's talk first. Give me a good solid definition, Mike. What exactly is gossip? Okay, gossip is basically talking behind someone's back in a negative way. And it might be true, it might be false, but your goal is not to build them up. Your goal is to tear them down in someone else's eyes. And I think I want to do a little quick rundown really on the differences between gossip 
and slander and backbiting and causing divisions and the like, because those are all in the same context. So Proverbs 16, 28 says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. So when you're talking behind someone's back in a negative way, whether it's true or it's false, and you're not trying to build them up, you're trying to tear them down in someone else's eyes, you're separating Friendships, you're separating people from close relationships. Exodus 23, one says, do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. So gossip is talking behind people's backs. Slander is related to gossip, but it, it gets, it's, it goes deeper and it gets worse and more insidious. It's basically where you're having a motive to really hurt the other person and to say things about them that are not true. Okay. They're not true. And you want them to look bad. So Proverbs 10, 18 and 19, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. And by the way, when you see fool in the Bible, it doesn't mean you have no brains. It means you have no moral compass. And so whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is working off of no moral compass. They're not going to honor God when they're doing that. And then it says sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent holds their tongues. You know how many times I wished I hadn't said a certain thing mm. yeah. in James chapter four. Uh, it says this brothers and sisters do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges them. So slander is speaking against uh, Thomas Watson said this, the scorpion carries its poison in its tail. The slanderer in his tongue, his words pierce deep like the quills of the porcupine. And then you got backbiting. Picture horses on a trail biting at each other because they're getting each other's way, or kids bickering in the backseat of the car on a road trip. Basically, you're picking on other people in all kinds of ways, and backbiting is kind of a general category. And then on the larger context, you've got causing divisions, which also gossip, slander, and backbiting all cause divisions. Uh, but this might be the worst. It's the outflow of the others. It's where you do things that cause relationships to be broken. And, and the body of Christ is supposed to walk in unity, uh, in the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And Romans 16 gives a very strong warning, by the way. It says, keep your eyes on those who cause divisions contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Basically watch them and don't let them ruin your fellowship. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you is that when we talk about gossip, slander, backbiting, uh, and causing division, this is, it kind of answers my second question. Is it really all that bad, right? Like, yes. yes. Resounding yes. The Bible is very clear. This is not some simple issue that we can kind of sweep under the rug. This is a serious issue. And man, churches have split over gossip and backbiting and letting things get out of hand instead of a Christian standing up and saying, no, this is wrong. Absolutely. And it hurts people so much. And if we ask that question, is gossip really that bad? And it's a valid question, but it's like asking, is poison that bad? Hmm. And I suppose it's really like little drops of poison that build up over time. Like, let's just take a drop of poison every day. Let's see what that does to our, to our health. You know, uh, a person who gossips once and then repents of it, it doesn't do as much harm as the person that keeps on doing it and doing it and doing it. And that just becomes the pattern of their life. They don't even know they're not doing it anymore. It's kind of like when you stop brushing your teeth and flossing. And so every day you just get this little tartar buildup. But by the time you're a few days down the road, you're like, well, it's not that big a deal. How do I know this? I don't know. I don't know, Winston, how I, how I, I floss and brush every day. I don't floss. <laughs> no, anyway. Don't tell anybody, <laughs> yeah. especially not behind my back. <laughs> but the kind of people you want to avoid, think about this. There are people in the church that you spend time with and you talk with them and they are up lifting. They're building you up They're They're speaking well of other people. Those are the kind of people you leave and say, wow, when can I hang out with them again? 
I want to be more like them. Then there's people in the church that you speak with and you feel like you got to go wash your hands afterwards because they're talking behind people's backs. And if they talk behind people's backs in front of you, they will talk behind your back. Mm. Okay. And so that's the thing is where is it leading you? Uh, Is it leading you to growth in Christ, to healthiness, unhealthiness? Are you taking the high road or the low road? So yeah, it's bad. Uh, Does it foster unity? Does it foster disunity? So, and let me tell you how bad it really is. Okay. Proverbs 20 verse 19, he who goes about as a slanderer, that means tale bearer. You're telling tales about people. Hey, I have something I want you to know about so-and-so. You're revealing secrets. And it says, therefore, do not associate with a gossip. And here's what a gossip actually means. When you take the word and break it down, it means to be spacious and wide and open and to enlarge something. So the tale bearer or the gossip literally opens their mouth really wide and lets all sorts of things out. Mm-hmm. They don't set a guard over their lips. They don't exercise wisdom and they choose to sin against other people. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a fundamental lack of self-control. Uh, we see all throughout the Bible, a constant call to control your tongue. And this is probably the furthest marker of what happens when you don't. So let me, let me dive into this a little bit further with you. Um, how do I know if I'm simply making conversation with someone talking, being a little jokey maybe and talking about, Oh, isn't this ridiculous that somebody did this or something like that? How do I know that I'm, I'm not just having a conversation, but I've actually slipped into the realm of gossip. Right? So here's what we're doing in this conversation today. We are literally stating the obvious that isn't so obvious to us on a daily basis in life. Right? So this question, how do I know if I'm simply making conversation or participating in gossip? Oh, you know, Mm. you know, when you're doing it, you know what your motives are. Uh, Your motive matters. Word choice matters. Are you sharing something to build someone up or are you wanting to tear them down or slight them in any way? So really, we know when we're doing it. Second Corinthians 12, 20, Paul said this to the church. I'm afraid that perhaps when I come, I may find you to not be what I wish and may be found by you to not be what you wish. Mm. We have all these expectations of people. And he said this, perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slanders. So he's saying this, he's saying, look, I'm, I'm worried that when I spend time with you, that there might be these things. And slanders is evil speaking. That's literally evil speaking. And then he says, gossip. And oh, and that also means to whisper. Hey, let me tell you. Mm. about this person, something juicy about them. See, this is not right. And then he says, arrogance and disturbances. All these things are really uh, frustrating for us when we get in the middle of those. And it's like a, a sticky web and it's really hard to get out of because then we start to try to cover our tracks and we're like, hey, keep this just between the two of us. Well, if you've just talked to someone who receives gossip and you're being a gossip, you're not going to be confidential because you're already talking behind people's backs. It's just going to go spread out like a cancer. And then all of a sudden there's a big problem. And we know how, how bad that feels because I think we've all done it. We've all done it. And I think we've all had it done to us as well. Right. So how do you know if you're actually gossiping or simply trying to get advice on a difficult situation? Yeah. Again, you know. I mean, how many times have I come to you and been like, hey, I need to tell you something. And I have no idea how to respond. I mean, we deal with that a lot. That's right. You're asking advice on a difficult situation. Here's how you know you're not gossiping. It doesn't keep moving. Okay. It's confidential. It's between you and the person you asked. And then you go and deal with that difficult situation in a wise, godly, biblical, Christ honoring way. Yeah. I, I, I do have to share with our listeners that you have oftentimes used stories from your past. I mean, you, you've had how many years of uh, pastoral experience? 
at this point, 30, by the grace of 35, God, 34 68, years, something like that. <laughs> but you've had an extraordinary wealth of experience when it comes to these different issues on a personal and pastoral level. And I, I can say that even at this church, there have been issues that have been brought up that you have talked about to us to help us in these different situations, but you never mention names, you never mention specifics, and you don't want to keep spreading the slander, even about people who don't even attend this church anymore. And I just want to commend you for that. That that is something that speaks to me on a high level that I hope other people see that you can talk about these different issues while still remaining completely confidential. So let's move on then to what should I do if if I hear gossip, if, I, if, I, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and somebody starts bringing stuff up, then I'm like, I, that sounds like gossip. That sounds like you're trying, even if it may be true, you're choosing specific wording that is tearing someone down or is specifically not building people up. What should I do? Okay, so you want to ask what's going to be the most Christ-honoring, you know, God-glorifying thing to do. And if you hear gossip, you need to shut it down. That's what most people don't do. Most people receive it and a lot of times don't want to be hearing it, but don't say anything about not wanting to hear it. And so they receive it. And then now they're being infected by the gossip. And oftentimes people will then make the unwise choice to share it with someone else or to agree with the person sharing. So you have to shut it down. And I've missed this opportunity many times, but ideally you want to tell the person that's gossiping, look, if you don't tell the person you're talking about that you're talking about them and apologize to them, I'm going to. Uh, most of us are not brave enough to do that, right? As a general rule, it's kind of like when you know you need to talk with someone and have a difficult discussion and you dread it, then you know you probably should say something. Mm. So if you're in that moment and you're hearing gossip and you're like, oh no, I don't want to say something, but I know I have to, you should trust God and say something. But if you can't wait to set the person straight, let's say someone that you know has a reputation for being a gossip comes to you and start gossiping and you can't wait to shut them down, you should probably hold your peace for a few moments and, and pray about how you should actually respond to this person because you want your heart to be in the right place. Mm. The other thing is sometimes when we hear gossip, we want to hear it. And so we engage it. And that's outright wrong. Uh, sometimes we ignore it. And that's what most of us do. And even if we don't want to be a part of it, we sometimes just gloss over it. And I don't know why we do it, but I think we're afraid of what other people think of us. And isn't it interesting? Someone who, who would want to gossip about someone else, why are we afraid of what they think of us? Probably because we think they're going to do the same thing to us. Mm. So we've talked about gossip, exactly what it is, defining it, uh, how to identify it, how to identify it not only in ourselves, but also to identify it in others so that we can build up the body. But uh, talk to me about when gossip gets so far out of hand that you know, it causes disunity and it, how to not only what happens in that situation, but how to reconcile, how to forgive in those situations as well. Okay, so Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Your responsibility is to watch over your heart. God is watching over your heart, but you need to watch over your heart. You're not responsible for your brother or your sister in Christ in that sense. They have to answer for their own choices. So you want to drive for biblical unity. And this is what keeps pastors away at night, biblical unity or the lack thereof. We worry about, is the body of Christ unified? I worry about this. I'll wake up sometimes and just go, I hope the, the, the Grace Church of Orange is fulfilling its mission and that we're unified. And because we wrestle over times when we know that disunity has been fostered. And so you need to diffuse disharmony. You want to be a peacemaker, not a warmonger. And you want to pursue the things that make for peace and building one another up. But I think in this context, then you have to deal with repentance and reconciliation. I've said this so many times, but almost in every biblical counseling situation, it's like if these people would repent and reconcile, all would be well. And true believers, they repent of sin because they love Jesus and they hate their sin. Uh, so they repent. They turn from their sin. They seek forgiveness. They seek reconciliation. I love what Thomas Watson said about this. He said, repentance breaks the abscess of sin and then the soul is at ease. 
He said, turning from sin is like pulling the arrow out of a wound and turning to God is like pouring in the balm. Mm. So repentance is both a gift from God and something we're called to do. You're called to repent, uh, make an about face, right? Turn from your sins and turn to Christ over and over again. You can say the Christian life is one of continual ongoing God enabled repentance. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. We're to come to him in faith and repentance. It's called repentance towards God in the Bible. It means you turn from your sins and go in God's way. You live in a way that's pleasing to him and choose what pleases him to him. So sometimes as God's kindness and mercy leads you to repentance, you confess your sins one to another is what James says. Confess your sins because you're convicted of your sin. You see your own faults more than you see the faults of others, which will stop you from gossiping. So you turn from your sins, you forsake them, and you walk in freedom in Christ. And reconciliation is really the end result. When you have a repentant heart, uh, you're a doer of the word, not just a hearer, and you apologize when necessary. And I just want to bring up something about this. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Mm. Sometimes we think, well, I forgave you, so now we're reconciled. I can choose to forgive whether or not a person asks for the forgiveness. But reconciliation takes two parties. The offender needs to show repentance and the offended needs to be willing to forgive. Then you start rebuilding trust. And I want to say one last thing about compassion. When I think about this topic of gossip and slander and people who cause divisions in the church and cause disunity, I really want to see the person who is engaging in gossip and slander as someone who is trapped in sin. And that makes me compassionate towards them. And I want to call them to their senses. And I want to call them to the mercy of Christ, like point everyone to the two big questions. What does the Bible say about this? And how does the gospel transform this? How can we live in Christ's strength and for his glory and do what is for the building up of the body of Christ? That's, That's right. really my hope and prayer. Amen. And part of when we talk about gossip, when we talk about slander, it has to go back first before it all starts to, do I truly love this person? And maybe they are doing some suspicious things. Maybe they are doing some rather unhealthy things, but we suspicion kills. If you have some sort of suspecting feeling about somebody else and, oh, maybe they're doing something wrong, don't talk to other people about it. Talk to them. Exactly. Okay. Suspicion kills and ask them straight up. Hey, you know, I, I, I think I'm hearing something about this, or maybe I've seen a few things that are going on like this. Uh, is that true? And just go to them point blank and say, is that true? Right. Address it there. Right. And the Bible's really clear about avoid people that cause divisions, right? Keep your eye on people that cause divisions. So people that are gossiping should be corrected for it lovingly truthfully uh, looking to our own selves because we all sin and we all fall short of God's glory. We are all susceptible to this. Let the one who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. We have to have a humble heart. And so, yes, we need to show uh, mercy towards one another and grace and love and know that we're in the body together and, and we are weak, but Christ is strong. That's right. And this kind of comes out of what you always call church good stuff, right? Uh, Matthew 18 and Luke 17, right? These are the church good stuff. And oftentimes what happens is God has given us a good order of how to deal with sin and maybe sin against us or sin against another believer and how we are to deal with that as other believers. He's given us a proper order. And you know where it starts? It starts when people skip the first step in Matthew 18, Matthew 17, or Matthew 18 and Luke 17 of going to our brother and confronting them with sin. They'd rather jump straight to bringing two or three others or four or five others and presenting it to the church rather than starting with that first step or talking, leading the person out and talking about this right in their back, which is gossip and slander. And what did the psalmist say? How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We want to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on Ordinary Church. This was a great topic. Uh, I'm certainly convicted and encouraged. If if this, uh, I, I'm sure if I were listening to this right now, I'd be like, oh, they're talking about me because I said this, this, and this. And so they know, and so they're talking to me. 
we all do it. We all struggle with it. And so uh, we want to encourage you that there is hope in Christ, that uh, if this did in fact convict you as it did me, go talk to the people who you know are right now on your heart that you know you've wronged. Go to them and just confess your sin. Be reconciled together and then go to God and confess your sin to him as well. This is the joy of having a gospel that says that we are free in Christ, that we do not need to be tied to these sins. We hope that you'll join us next time for Ordinary Church. If you want to email us, you can do so at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a good one.